The scripture this morning is Psalm 142, verses 1 through 4. Hear the word of the Lord. A maskal of David, when he was in the cave, a prayer. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day. Great to have you here uh, with us again. My name is Doug Falls, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here. We're in a series of messages called Fix Your Eyes, focusing on the need we have uh, to fix our eyes on Jesus, both in good times and in bad times. And can I just say right off the bat, has sheltering in place gotten old or what? I am so sick of this. It seems to me that sheltering in place is like being in one of two movies. For some of us, sheltering in place is like being Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway. You're trapped all alone with nowhere to go, and before long, strange things start to happen. First, like Tom, grooming goes out the window. You haven't had your hair done or styled or cut in forever, and it hasn't even been combed much anymore. And you find yourself wondering, how often do you really need a bath anyway? And before long, like Tom, you've made some new best friends. Like Tom's best friend, uh, Wilson, the volleyball. And now don't laugh at Tom because you've made some new best friends too, like Charmin and maybe Ken Moore. Ken Moore? Ken Moore. Anyway. Uh, but for some of us, sheltering in place is like being in the miniseries Lost. Yes, you're trapped, uh, like those of us in Castaway, you're trapped, but with a whole crowd of people, a whole crowd of people you want to get away from. Please vote me off this island. And for the moms out there, it has gotten especially hard. Uh, you've had to become a teacher, hall monitor, tech support, and principal all in one. Happy Mother's Day, right? Here's some of the reports I've seen. Day five, homeschooling's going great. We're loving being together. Day 45, two students were suspended today for fighting, and the one teacher was put on probation for drinking on the job. Well, sometimes it's good to laugh at ourselves a little, isn't it? But in all seriousness, sheltering in place, whether you're sheltering alone or sheltering in a crowd, has heightened one of the saddest aspects of our fallenness, and that is our sense of isolation. Something that's always been a problem, and if sheltering in place hasn't made it worse, it's at least made it more obvious, again, our sense of isolation. That sense of isolation that we have, the fear, the suspicion even, that we are all on our own in this world. So today we're going to look at that sense of isolation and how sheltering in place has contributed to it, and that's going to be uh, true, and we're going to look at uh, what it's like to be sheltering alone, uh, to be sheltering alone in a crowd, which is uh, a little bit of a different situation, and then we're going to look at what it means for us to fix our eyes on Jesus in the midst of this, the author, the founder, the pioneer, really, of our faith, who shows us the way even through the emptiness of isolation. I think really, folks, that our God is saying to us today what we all need to hear, you are not alone. 
Let's go to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we do have to gather together today to be together in this worship service and to know that we join hundreds, thousands, millions really across the world who are worshiping you. And so we pray that you would be with us in a special way and make your presence known to us. And as we consider uh, and meditate upon this one uh, passage of Scripture, Psalm 142, and some of its implications, Lord, that you, you would be speaking to us and let us hear what we all need to hear today to challenge us, to convict us, to encourage us, again, to let us know that we are not alone. Amen. Back in February, Psychology Today magazine published an article about a new epidemic going through America. No, not the coronavirus, loneliness. I'm not making this up, I promise. Here's a screenshot to prove it. Uh, back in February, the new epidemic loneliness, and the author cited several recent studies saying that up to 43% of us report feelings of isolation, 43%. And that was before sheltering in place began. But of course, this is nothing new. Some 3,000 years ago, in Psalm 142, Dave, David describes his sense of isolation while sheltering in place alone in a cave. Why? Well, he had killed the giant Goliath. He is adored by the people of Israel. But the big problem is King Saul is now jealous. He is jealous of David, and he's trying to hunt him down so he can murder him, proving once again that every good deed is punished, right? And notice how David describes his situation in verse 4. He says, look and see. There is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. In other words, he believes there's no one there and no one cares. Now, obviously, our sense of isolation can come uh, from being physically isolated. I think the most isolated I've ever felt was uh, uh, one day when I was in the Navy and got thrown out of a speeding boat into the Pensacola Bay. Talk about being alone. Now, they called it training, preparing you in case you ever had to punch out of an airplane over the middle of the ocean. To me, it just seemed like one more excuse to torture us. But when you're bobbing in seawater and neither land nor any boats nor any people are anywhere in sight, it gets lonely in a hurry. And I had seen the movie Jaws, so I knew what a shark could do. And God's statement, it is not good for the man to be alone, never felt more true. But in all seriousness, my heart does go out to the many of you watching today who are physically isolated obviously not in a cave or in Pensacola Bay, but in your living room. You're sheltering in place alone, and like David, there's no one at your right hand or anywhere else for that matter. And it could be for any number of reasons. Maybe you're in a high-risk situation, and, and you simply need, as much as we hate sheltering in place, uh, you do simply need to be alone right now. So it may be that you're in a high-risk situation, but maybe you're sheltering in place alone because you're single or divorced, or widowed, or maybe you're just unable to see your kids or grandkids, which is especially hard on today, right, on this day. And maybe you had already been struggling, feeling rejected, abandoned, and now after two months of sheltering in place, it's all too easy to relate to David and feel like no one really cares. And then you compound that with the lack of distractions we have in our world. I mean, my goodness, there's no NASCAR these days. 
No baseball for crying out loud. There's no going to the movies, no going out to eat dinner, no going to a coffee shop even, and the walls can start to creep in pretty badly, can't they? And that's when things you've avoided thinking about for so long start to creep in at you. They start coming out of those mental closets where you had stuffed them so long ago. Broken things maybe you've never come to terms with, like a divorce, death of a loved one, a broken relationship, a betrayal, or some kind of trauma from your past. And maybe even deeper things, as if those aren't deep enough, right? But maybe you're asking questions like, God, where are you in all of this? Do you care? Or for some of you, you begin to wonder, maybe for the first time, about your life and whether there's any meaning to it or not. Is there really a God? Is there more to life than those distractions I no longer have? Could there be a God of love who could make sense of this crazy thing going on in our world today? So that's what it can be like if you're sheltering in place alone. But now we're going to switch gears a little bit because for some of us, we have that sort of castaway feeling like I've talked about, and we're sheltering in place alone. And that has its all, all sorts of unique challenges. But there's also some challenges for many of us who are sheltering in place with group of folks because we feel like we are alone in a crowd. You don't have to be physically isolated to feel socially isolated, to believe like David that no one is concerned for you, that no one cares for your life. I remember as a senior in high school being so over living at home. My parents weren't abusive or anything like that, but my dad was a control freak to the max. I was hardly allowed any social life of my own. I wasn't allowed to get my driver's license till a couple of months before I graduated from high school. That's a travesty. I couldn't wait to get out of the house and go to college. But then when I heard that my dad wanted me to go to community college, now there's nothing wrong with community colleges, they're great, but he wanted me to go to community, community college and stay home another couple years. Wow, uh, I told my mom, don't tell dad now. Right. <laughs> but if, if dad makes me do that, I'm going to join the Air Force. Long story short, I got to go to college. But the same kind of pain of isolation can exist for the parent with a child who seems to be growing up to reject you. Or a child who is maybe even rejecting the God you worship. That kind of pain of isolation can happen between brothers and sisters and even between a husband and a wife. And if the problems existed before, sheltering in place has either forced you to resolve them or probably more likely it's only made it worse. And think about it. You're stressed out, right? You're worried about the state of the world. You're worried about your job, worried about you or someone you love getting the coronavirus. You've been cooped up for weeks now. This isn't the environment to work on relational issues, <laughs> to say the least. In fact, sadly, reports are that domestic violence uh, cases are way up. So in even your crowded shelter, you too are thinking what David was saying in that cave. Look and see, there's no one at my right hand no one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. Again, it's all too easy to believe that there's no one there and no one really cares, even if you're sheltering in place in a crowd. So, as I said at the very beginning, we are calling this sermon series we're in Fix Your Eyes because how, of how important it is to keep our eyes on Jesus all the times, in good times 
and bad times. So we're going to spend a few moments doing that. But that begs the question, where is God in all of this? Well, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that means if you've put your faith in him for who he is and what he's done for you on the cross to reconcile you to God, I think he's saying something like this. Now, this is going to be me speaking, but uh, this is pretty much uh, quotes, either direct quotes or implied things from passages in Scripture, 18 different Scripture verses, in fact. Uh, so this is just me talking, but maybe, maybe just close your eyes for a few moments and act as though maybe this is what Jesus is saying to you. Yes, I'm familiar with isolation, too. When I returned to Nazareth, my hometown, they rejected me. They said things like, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? They took offense of me and even intended to throw me off a cliff. Once, just before the Feast of Tabernacles, my own brothers sarcastically encouraged me to go to Jerusalem since no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Even they did not believe in me. Another time when I cast out a demon, I was accused of doing it in the power of Beelzebub. And when I raised Lazarus from the dead, the religious leaders began that very day to plot my death. But by far, by far, the worst isolation I experienced was what I experienced on the cross. When I cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For on the cross, I experienced the ultimate isolation, isolation from my heavenly Father. But I experienced that deepest isolation so you would never have to. I experienced ultimate isolation so you could experience the ultimate adoption into our family. I came and endured all of that because I came not to be served but to serve, to seek and to save the lost and to give my life as a ransom for many. No one took my life. I laid it down of my own accord. I laid down my life for my sheep. So yes, I know isolation but I will never reject you. That is something you will never experience. Oh, it might feel that way at times, but I will never leave you nor forsake you. Nothing can separate you from my love, including life, death, angels, demons, no power or anything in creation. No one can take you out of my hand. When I found you, I rejoiced and called others to come and rejoice with me. Always remember that you have a robe on your shoulders, a ring on your finger, and sandals on your feet. Remember that I rejoice over you with singing that I am always with you, even in the valley of the shadow of death. And finally, at the end of all things, I will present you before my glorious presence without fault and with great joy. So as one who understands, who has been there like you, do not let your sense of isolation overwhelm you. Turn to me, the one who has experienced it to the full. Turn to me as the one who bore it all and can give you the strength and grace to do the same. And then go and tell others, for as the Father sent me, so I send you. In other words, brothers and sisters, Jesus knows about you feeling isolated, not just because he knows everything, but because he's been there too. He has experienced what you're going through today and therefore understands it as only someone who has been there and done it understands. So you can go and talk to him about it because he gets you. 
That's what David did, even when he felt so alone. He knew he wasn't entirely alone, for he takes his sense of isolation to God who was right there with him. Look at the first couple of verses of this psalm. There David says, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. And think about it. God inspired David to write this psalm so that it would be in Scripture that we might follow his example and take our sense of isolation, however heartbreaking it might be, to the Lord. And that we might in faith Remember deep in our hearts how God is watching over us. As David goes on to say in verse 3, When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. Brothers and sisters, you are not alone. God is watching over you today. He is for you. He is with you. The spirit of Jesus is within your heart crying out, Abba, Father. So go to him. And don't forget to go to others. Reach out to others that you know. You probably can think of someone who's sheltering in place alone. Reach out. Give them a call. Reach out to those you suspect might be alone in a crowd. Maybe even those sheltering in place in your crowd. You know, they didn't ask to be stuck in that cave either. And it just might be that they are feeling isolated from you. They might be saying to themselves, look and see, there's no one at my right hand, no one who is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. Don't let that be the case any longer. As Jesus said at the conclusion of the Gospel of Matthew, go, for I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, how we thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you so much that you are always with us. If we are one of your sheep and Jesus has died for us and reconciled us back to you, we never, ever really are isolated from you. Help us to remember that, even when it feels that way, and it does at times, and many of us are feeling it these days in sheltering in place. But as that is necessary for a while, Lord, help us to continue turning to you and in our hearts in faith believe that you really are there and take encouragement from it and with that encouragement and that sense of victory and wonder and knowing that you are there in whatever kind of cave we think we might be in lord help us to be an encouragement to others who certainly need it as well so be our presence be our brother be our father be our spirit within our heart today we pray in christ's name Amen.